Welcome back to episode 131 of the Draft FC podcast. Welcome back to the Draft FC podcast, the podcast and website dedicated to all things official Draft FPL. My name is Mitch and I'm your host and we continue our Road to Draft Day series today with 10 tips for Draft Day success. So something probably more aimed at the beginner drafter but also won't hurt if you are a seasoned veteran to give these a listen and see if there's anything that you could be doing to improve. Now, it's been more than 100 episodes of the podcast since my last Draft Day Keys to Success episode, so probably overdue that we give it a refresh, and I've managed to come up with 10 pieces of advice to go through today, so let's get straight into it. So, number one, fail to prepare, prepare to fail. The simplest and most obvious piece of advice, yet I'm going to state it anyway. You only turn up to one draft having not prepared, and that will be enough to see you never make the same mistake again. Better still, don't ever make that mistake, and if this is your first draft, set aside some time in the coming days to cast your eye over your potential targets for the season ahead. This doesn't have to be a lot, even if you sketch out your top 25 players, at least when your turn comes around in the opening few rounds, you'll have some idea of who you want and you won't panic pick a Bamiyang. Better still, sketch out your favourites from each of the positions so you know some targets further into the draft as well. Even better than that, create a model to project the points of every player in the game and rank them according to your personal preferences and biases or undertake a value-based strategy to gain an edge over your opponents. And even, even better than that, sign up to Draft FC and have a team of seasoned draft veterans behind you to do all the hard work. Number two, understand positional scarcity. Now, I'm not going to go into too much detail here as the next podcast in the Road to Draft Day series will focus on this point and go into some depth. In essence, this area is where most draft noobs fall down. They'll have got Salah in round one, possibly picked up a striker in round two, Chilwell in round three, and then Edison in round four, then sit back, please, that they've got a decent option at each position while all the other idiots are drafting mid-tier strikers still. It's an easy trap to fall into, but it's obviously a mistake as they'll find in subsequent rounds when there are no more decent forwards or midfielders to pick up. As I said, the next pod will go into some depth in this area. So if you're still unsure what I'm talking about, hold tight and catch me tomorrow for that episode. Number three, look beyond game week one. So don't ignore players that have a tricky opening fixture or who may even be injured for the start of the season. If you think they're a premium pick and they're likely to play out the majority of the season, they will still have plenty of value. The players you pick up in the opening five rounds, on the whole, barring any trades or major injuries, are going to be with you down the stretch. Projecting how many points a player will score over the season, taking into account time missed injury, will let you place them properly in your own personal draft rankings. A good illustration of this point would be Ivan Tony, who obviously has very high value when he's on the pitch, but due to missing the first half of the season will seriously impact where he is on our draft rankings. Number four. But don't forget about game week one either. As much as you need to have one eye on the rest of the year, come the deadline, you're still going to have to field a starting lineup for the opening round. Now, the later rounds, rounds sort of 12, 13, 14, 15, are where you can make sure you're adding players that have good opening fixtures. So these aren't players you can feel guilty about dropping in game week two and can be thought of as sort of pre-season waiver pickups like you would during the season proper. Number five is logistics. Always consider logistics. Now, in 1812, Napoleon attempted to invade Russia with an army nearly half a million strong. His plan was to force Russia into a direct confrontation and win the war within three weeks. 
The serious planner he was, he made sure he had a little bit of extra food to last him a full month just in case. Easy peasy. But he hadn't considered logistics. He hadn't considered the poor road infrastructure. Movement and supply lines were going to be slow. And eventually, winter then set in. Very little food grows in the cold months in Russia. And the soldiers were not also properly dressed for the cold weather. It's estimated nearly 400,000 died during that campaign. So how does this factor into your draft day? Do you know where you're drafting? Are you doing it remotely from home or are you meeting somewhere? If you're meeting somewhere, can you get there on time? Is there a train strike that day? If you sorted all of your carefully prepared notes on your Google Drive, does the place have suitable internet? If it doesn't, do you have a contingency plan? Have you printed them off? Have you got handwritten notes in your bag? If your phone were to run out of battery, would you still be okay to draft? All very dramatic and unlikely, maybe, but once the draft has started, it waits for no man or woman. Have options, including printed, handwritten notes if possible. Make sure you set a watch list on the FPL site so that if all contingencies do fail, the team that's auto-drafted doesn't rely on the uh, less-than-accurate official FPL ranks. Number six, time is of the essence. Now, depending on how you're administrate to set up your draft, the time between draft picks can be as little as 30 seconds. Once you make your selection, the next manager is on the clock right away. My advice is this. Don't hang around if you know who you want. Quickly making a selection means the manager who thought they'd have a minute to gather their thoughts now only has 30 seconds. Applying this time pressure consistently can only benefit a well-prepared drafter like yourself. Number seven, handcuffing can get you out of jail. Now this concept exists in standard FPL to an extent but really comes into its own in draft mode. Handcuffing is the strategy of making sure you cover a position with multiple, usually two players. This tends to lend itself best to the goalkeeping spot whereby you could draft Edison and Ortega. This means if you're all in on the City goalkeeper position, then you don't have to worry about rotation as you're covered either way. This can be used for other positions too, depending on rotation and the value of that position for that specific club. As I say, this tactic does have its benefits. One of the major drawbacks though, particularly for goalkeepers, is that it is quite boring. Number eight, the league is life. Even if you end up drafting with complete strangers, do try and set up a means of communication, whether that's on Discord, WhatsApp, or some other platform. Being able to banter your rivals is what makes the draft the game it is, and why those, probably such as yourself, who become hooked are doomed forevermore. Better still, if you're able to draft in person, the atmosphere and other talking tactics you can implement on draft day make the experience even better. Longer term, having some form of prize or investment in the league will also add to the competition and ensures that those who may have drifted away have a reason to stay engaged. This doesn't have to be very much at all. It's amazing the mental shift you'll make when there's the potential to lose a fiver. Number nine, practice makes perfect. Mock drafts are your friend. They're no match for the big day, but they'll get you comfortable with the mechanics of making selections and quickly searching for players under pressure. They'll also give you some idea of who the popular picks are. Just be careful, particularly in official FPL mock drafts. Many managers don't turn up for them or log off halfway through, so you end up just seeing auto picks based on the official game rankings. If it seems like you're in an engaged mock draft with picks that are deviating from the ranks, that's a mock to pay attention to and learn from. And then number 10, have an overall strategy to guide you. There will be points in the draft that the player you had your eye on is selected just before your pick and you will no doubt do the same to rival managers if you're doing your job correctly. There will be moments where you're stuck between two and tempted to toss a coin. Having a general strategy will help guide your picks in these tough spots. If you're not sure what your strategy is, consider how you'd answer some of the following questions 
to get a sense of your draft day identity. So if you had the second pick, the fifth, or even the eighth pick overall, do you know who you take in round one? Question two, do you prefer players that have been around a bit and can deliver steady returns, or are you attracted to new signings with potentially higher upside? How do you feel about players from newly promoted clubs in general? Are there particular clubs you fancy to do well, and would you prefer to load up on their players? Do you prefer sticking to big six players, or do you like owning the talisman from a weaker team, such as your Mitrovic's, your Ivan Tonys? This is obviously not an exhaustive list, but you can start to see how a strategy can develop when you start to ponder the answer to some of those questions. Draft day is an unpredictable beast, though it has to be said, so the ability to be able to think on your feet and deviate from a predetermined plan when necessary will also stand you in very good stead. So that's it for this episode. Um, Nice to do a bit of a refresher on some tips for draft day success. As I said at the beginning, it's been a while. Um, As said, if you enjoyed this episode, then make sure you have a rewind back to the preceding episodes, which are all geared towards prepping you for draft day summer 2023. So we've got a team by team lowdown on the newly promoted teams, a look at some of the team's managers. uh, And then the next episode, as I said, will be an in-depth on the idea of positional scarcity and how that should affect your picks and rankings. And then after that, we get into the meat and veg of discussing the uh, the rankings in general so going through the goalkeepers defenders midfielders and then finishing off with the forwards so if you're a fan of the podcast and what we're doing then please subscribe on whichever platform you are listening to so that you don't miss out on any future episodes as they drop for those wanting a little bit of extra help for their draft days head over to draftfc.co.uk where you'll be able to sign up and have access to our full draft planner which includes our own rankings from one right up to 240 and also shows you the average draft pick of every single player in the game, a statistic you won't be able to find anywhere else because it involves us trawling every single draft that's happening every single day, and that is updated daily. If you're on Twitter, head over there and give us a follow at draft underscore FC. You can also use this as the easiest way to get hold of us. We're pretty responsive on the DMs. I'm going to leave things there for now. Plenty more podcasts to record and get out to your ears in the coming days. So until next time, stay shook. Oh,